first reading this morning is from the book of John, chapter 14. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. The word of the Lord. And our preaching text is from the first book of John, chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it, that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. Little children, you are from God and have conquered them, for the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us, and whoever is not from God does not listen to us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And please pray with me. Holy Spirit, teach us to recognize you and to trust in your word. Amen. Well, we're now in week three of our four-week series in 1 John, and we've jumped ahead quite a bit since our readings last week. Last week, we finished up in the beginning of chapter two. This week, we are all the way in chapter four. And in the verses between last week's reading and this week's reading, there have been two dominant themes uh, that the letter has been uh, discussing. Both of them are picked up again here in chapter 4, so we don't really miss out on them. The first theme is love, the love which saturates our lives together as God's children. And we will hear more about that one next week. The second theme, which is not as pleasant as the first, is that the world is opposed to to God. And it is opposed especially to what God is doing in Christ Jesus. And this is the focus of our reading today. So far in our series in 1 John, it's really been about different kinds of words. So first, two weeks ago, we focused on God's tangible word to us, God's word of life and salvation, a word which we can hear a word which we can see, a word which we can touch. And then last week, we focused on our word of confession, our word which speaks the truth which is in our hearts, both the sin which weighs us down and the faith, our trust in the God who forgives. Today, we're shifting our attention to all of those other words in the world. Words which claim to be from God. Words that claim to be words of life, and yet they are really words of deceit. They are words which seek to turn us away from God in Jesus Christ. 
And especially, I guess, we are shifting our attention to that question. How can you tell which of these words are true? How can you tell which messages are inspired by the Holy Spirit and which messages are not? Now, to some extent, this is a countercultural question because our culture teaches us that when we are discussing matters of faith, when we are discussing religious truth claims, we're supposed to leave it at the level of personal opinion. That is, our culture's basic belief about religion is that there is no religious truth, at least not generally. Rather, what I believe is true for me and what you believe is true for you, and so the claim that one belief could be more true than, the, than another is seen as narrow-minded or uh, intolerant. But there's a problem, of course, with that kind of thinking because truth, at least the kind of truth we are interested in here is not simply a matter of knowledge or facts. The truth that we are speaking of is not merely something that can be objectively or scientifically proven, but rather it's something that needs to be trusted and believed. The truths that we are after are not just interesting facts to be filed away and and referenced later, and they're not just useful tools to make us more successful. Rather, the truths that we are looking for are promises, We are looking for promises that we can trust. We are looking for messages from our Creator, messages on which we can set our hearts, words that give us life. And so this question of truth, this question of which words are from God and which words are not, it's not just some thought experiment. It's not just some exercise for theologians somewhere to debate. Rather, it is a question that directly affects the lives of each and every Christian. And in fact, every person. Because the words which we listen to, the words in which we put our trust, they don't stay outside of us, but they enter into us. And they inhabit our hearts, and they shape us, and they mold us for better or for worse. And so in a culture and a society that places a premium on everyone's right to express their own opinion, while insisting that all opinions are valid, we have to constantly ask, how do I know which words to trust? Of all the many spirits at work in our culture, how do I know which spirit is the Holy Spirit? Well, our reading gives a very simple test, almost unsatisfyingly simple, actually. Our reading says this, Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. In other words, every word and promise that turns our hearts to Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross, that word is trustworthy and true. This word we can stake our life on. On the other hand, every word and promise that turns our heart to something other than Jesus, whether a person or a nation or a cause or even ourselves, that word is not from God. But rather, as we read, this is the spirit of Antichrist. That's a startling word, Antichrist. Yet it shows us just how serious is the claim 
that only in Jesus Christ is there truth and life. Every claim of salvation, whether religious overtly or not, either puts our faith in Jesus or it puts our faith elsewhere. Therefore, every promise of salvation is either from the Spirit of Christ, who we call the Holy Spirit, or from the Spirit of Antichrist. Now, probably this is a little bit of a surprising thing for uh, many of us, because we are used to hearing about Antichrist in terms of the end of the world, right? We're used to hearing about Antichrist as uh, an especially evil person, maybe even the devil incarnate, depending who you ask or what movie you watch, uh, who will supposedly usher in the apocalypse. But the Bible never uses the word in that way. In fact, the word Antichrist, it only happens five times in the entire Bible. Four of them are right here in 1 John the fifth is in Second John. Notice that none of those are in Revelation. And in fact, earlier in First John, in chapter 2, it doesn't talk just about some uh, one apocalyptic antichrist at the end, but rather it says there are many antichrists, and it says they are already in the world. For we are by nature sinners who are opposed to Jesus. We are by nature antichrists. So the stakes are high, for you are either of Christ or you are anti-Christ. There is no middle ground. So how can you tell? How can you test the spirit which defines you? Well, here's what you don't do. You don't look inside yourself. You don't add up your good and evil deeds to see which wins out. You don't rely on that inner voice to tell you what is true because sin has made that inner voice untrustworthy. Rather, you turn to the one who is worthy of your faith. You listen for the word of Jesus Christ to you and you test that spirit to see if she points you to Jesus. And when she does, you cling to every word. So, beloved, thus says the Spirit of God to you. Though you are by nature opposed to God, though sin gets the better of you day after day, in the name of Jesus Christ, who has made atonement for you, your sins are forgiven. And now, little children, you are of God. And through him, you have already conquered the spirit of Antichrist. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen.